Welcome everyone to Polly's Pickums the Podcast Episode 3. As always, I'm your host, Derek Polly. You can reach me at Volsfan2001 at gmail.com or come on over to the Facebook page, Polly's Pickums. So this past weekend was week two for college and the first full week for the NFL. There were some surprises that we'll get to later on in the show. There has been a new person to join, Jennifer Smith Harmon. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. If not, just let me know. Uh, some familiar faces have, you know, they've picked. So let's go ahead and get into it right after this break. So I figured, let's go ahead and start out the college football portion of the show with the two individuals who got the highest score of the week. That would have been Melanie Moody and Glenn Bray. The two individuals who scored a perfect week with a perfect score. Congratulations to you both. The main reason that they got a perfect week was because they were the only two individuals who were brave enough to pick Oregon against Ohio State at Columbus. <sighs> Getting into the rest of the games on the current picture I have on Polly's Pickums, Amber Snap she chose Appalachian State and Buffalo along with Ohio State in the current picture I'm looking at. Although the point could be made that Appalachian State gave Miami just about all they could handle, and then some. So if the game would have went the other way, everyone else besides Amber would have been crying because we had a lot, well, a lot of people had Miami fairly high up. Uh, the highest was actually Shane Aber had Miami at 10. Tyler had them at 9. I had them at 8. Quite a few people had them at 8. The lowest was actually Glenn Bray had Miami at three. So Glenn might not have been crying too bad if, you know, Miami lost compared to Shane or Tyler or myself. Oklahoma State, everyone chose Oklahoma State. Well, except for Steve Rogers, which unfortunately, oh, excuse me, good gosh, unfortunately, Steve Rogers did not pick any games this week, I don't know if he forgot, or if he thought his score was not going to be good going forward, I don't know, Steve, if you're listening to the podcast, do not fret, there was an individual last year who scored four total points, The he picked two games correct one week, the game he had at one confidence point and the other game at three confidence points so you never know that could happen this year you could get a perfect week and be right back in contention so i mean like i said if you're listening i hope you haven't given up on paulie's pickums people have in the past i've kind of i wouldn't really say bullied them but i've kind of made mention 
on it on the page. I'm not going to bully you or, you know, anyone else that decides to, you know, fall off to the wayside. I'll just kind of quit mentioning people that do that. So, like I said, Nebraska was chosen by everyone except for Amber. Texas A&M, who struggled with Colorado, were able to pull that out, thank goodness. If they had not pulled that out, who had the lowest? Melanie Moody had Texas A&M at 3. Everyone else had them at 7, 8, or 9. So, thankfully, they pulled it out. Glenn and Melanie, once again, chose Oregon. They both had Oregon at four confidence points. Everyone else had Ohio State, regardless. Everyone had Notre Dame, which I think they struggled with Toledo a little bit, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. If I am, you know what? Come on the podcast. Let me know. Or come on the podcast and have a discussion. Either way. South Carolina and ECU, uh, everybody except for Scotty Wright and T.J. Lewis chose South Carolina. Not quite as confident. Well, there were actually just one person had South Carolina at nine confidence points, and that was Brad Betts. Uh, South Carolina had one confidence point, and that was from Jennifer Smith Harmon, who... Jennifer, I'm glad you were able to survive the hurricane. Um, you know, we gave you, you know, some, like, a halfway decent points, you know, because we know that you played last year, and we wanted to give you a fair shake and kind of, you know, Shane and Tyler uh, kind of, I wouldn't say twisted my arm, but they kind of talked me into, you know, helping you out, so... Thank you for joining uh, a week late, but, you know, I'm not going to really hold that against you or anything like that, you know, with a natural disaster. All right, so let's go over to the next page. Let me scroll over. Okay, New Mexico State and New Mexico. These two teams, it... I, I, uh, I, I don't know how you all felt picking this game, but I had a hard time, mainly because I thought one team was much better than the other. Google did was not very helpful in that aspect. I'm not really, uh, you know, don't really get to watch. I can't say I'm not a fan because I am a college football fan, but uh, they're like in the Mountain West Conference or Out West or whatever the conference is over there. Um, it's a Power 5 conference, I believe. Not, I'm sorry, not a Power 5, a Group of 5 conference. Um, yeah, I think the best win total was had by New Mexico at four wins. And uh, I just figured, you know, with New Mexico hosting New Mexico State, they would pull it out. Amber did not happen to think that However, Amber chose New Mexico State. Andy McCarley and Brad Betts also chose New Mexico State. And also Mitchell Jones. I don't remember what the where they had them at. But wow. Someone actually had New Mexico State at I'm sorry, New Mexico at 10 confidence points. Who was that? Jennifer Smith Harmon. Well, there you go, Jennifer. 
where did I have them at? Because I think I had them at... Okay. I had New Mexico at one confidence point. I wasn't the only one. There was one, two, three. Oh, wow. Someone, someone else had New Mexico at ten confidence points as well. Who was this? Okay, they didn't. Scotty Wright. Okay, well, there you go, Scotty. Andy McCarley was the only one that chose Georgia Southern over Florida Atlantic. Uh, anyone really confident with Florida Atlantic? Duh. Eight confidence points, and that was that was Glenn Bray. I can already tell because without without having to scroll back, uh, we're doing it by alphabetical order. It's Glenn and then Melanie. Uh, Glenn had Florida Atlantic at eight. And Amber had them at one. Northern Iowa was... um, No one was really confident or had Northern Iowa very high. The highest they've had was... The highest they were placed was fourth place. Other than by... Who was this? Someone chose Sacramento State. That was T. Jason Lewis, a former winner of Polly Pick, Polly's Pickens. Uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm assuming that T. Jason Lewis thought that Sacramento State was hosting the game, so it would be a close game. Um, I'm not quite sure exactly. But the, yeah, there you have it. Um... Yeah, so we're going to exit out of that. So let's go to the standings. I'm currently in first place still. Not by much. With uh, the best score of the week from Melanie and Glenn, they are sharing third place with... Oh, wow. They've uh, been tied so far. At week one, they were tied with 33 points. And with week two with 55 points, they are both they both have 88 points. Like I said, I'm currently I'm currently sitting in first place with 92 points. Last year's winner Tyler D. Hutton has 90 points. He also uh, had a 51 point week. The second place uh, score for week number two was had by Shane with 52 points. And in descending order after 51 was 49 by Jennifer Smith Harmon, Kenneth Skillern, and Brad Betts. Uh, unfortunately, they're not, you know, up near the top, but they're certainly not at the bottom. That, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, is reserved for Steve Rogers, who did not peak. Who did not peak? Ha! I hope he hasn't peaked. But he did not pick in week two. Amber Snap. Oh, actually, you know what? We're not gonna we're not gonna go that way. We're gonna go uh, descending. So after 47, 48 points held by Scotty Wright. He has 84 points total. I guess I can go back with um, you know the points. Uh, with the 49 point week of week two, Jennifer Smith Harmon has 76 points. Kenneth Skillern has 75, and Brad Betts has 74. 48 points. That was T. Jason Lewis and Scotty Wright. Scotty Wright has 84. T. Jason Lewis has 77. 
Mitchell Jones had 47 points. He's currently sitting with 80 points total. 46. Yes, Andy McCarley. He has 74 points as well. Charles Daniel Bentley, 45 points. And, yeah. And then after that is Amber Snap. So, you never know if uh, Appalachian State could have beat Miami. I don't remember what Amber had or where Amber had uh, Appalachian State, but she could have bumped up. So, I'm not saying that to pick on you, Amber. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just calling it like I see it. You never know. Uh, And this goes for you too, Steve Rogers, if you're listening. Don't feel bad or don't give up. There was an individual last year. I'm not... Actually, I will say his name. I don't know if he's going to listen to the podcast, but Stephen Sutton, he scored a total of four points one week. Four points. He chose two games correctly. The game he assigned one confidence point and the other game he assigned three confidence points. Don't tell me or don't ask me which week that was. I'd have to go back and look because I don't remember, remember off the top of my head. But you never know. Other people could pick that horribly, which that blew my mind. I've never seen a single digit score ever up until last year. So, yeah, in seven years of doing this, the start of the seventh year this year, I've seen a single digit score for the week one time. So, Stephen Sutton, if you didn't win the bonehead of the week that Shane does, then you should have. My goodness. Okay, enough about that. We're going to go ahead and preview the week three of college football. I'm not going to say who's every, uh, who everyone has picked so far because some people are still in the process of picking. And another thing, they have until the end of college game day, which is Saturday at noon Eastern. Me being in the Eastern time zone, I know some other people live, or most everyone else is going to be in the Central time zone. So, you know, 11 o'clock. But I said all that to say that I have not chosen a Friday night game yet. I will give a, I may give an indication of when I'm going to do that. Uh, It'll be within the next few weeks, I will say that. I'm not going to do it for week three. Or actually, actually, this is week three. Ha ha ha. Uh, you know, I might do it starting week four. You never know. I just don't want people to get complacent and, you know, say, oh, Derek is never going to choose a Friday night game because I have in the past just to keep people on their toes. A couple of individuals last year said that that was not very fair and that they gave that game which had already been you know completed by the time they had their picks they said okay well that Friday night game I'm gonna assign I'm going to assign that game one confidence point that's not how it's gonna work if you already know the outcome then you're gonna take the 10 the 10 spot for the confidence points I'm sorry that's not fair to everyone else who got their picks in in time And I'm trying to be very good 
as far as the college uh, portion goes to get them to get the games up Sunday night. So that should give them, you know, at the very latest, all of Monday, all of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and most of Friday. So four and a half days. I mean, people have been, the people that have played this, that have played so far this year have, you know, played in the past multiple years. So it's not really a surprise. And they know the deal. and They know the drill. So, uh, so thank you all for doing that. Now, quick interlude, and we're going to go to the NFL portion. And I'm going to talk a little bit of fantasy football on that because I could have won this past week, but I lost. And uh, Yahoo Sports was not very kind to me. So, after this break, we'll get back with the NFL. Actually, guys, I just realized I did not give the week three preview of the teams yet. I apologize. Let me go ahead and do that before I forget. For the ACC, I have Northwestern at Duke. For the Big 12, I have Baylor at Kansas. Or for the Big 10 conference game, they may, like I said, these may not be, you know, conference foes. It'll just be the conference I choose. Cincinnati will be at Indiana. For the first SEC game, Yes, I'm choosing two SEC games. Auburn at Penn State for Pac-12. I have Arizona State at BYU. Conference USA, UAB at North Texas. For the American or American Athletic Conference, Tulane at Ole Miss. For the MAC, UMass, ah, sorry, Eastern Michigan at UMass. For the second SEC game, Alabama at Florida. And for the FCS series, or yeah, FCS game, we'll have Lamar at Northern Colorado. Okay, cool. Now we're going to switch over to the NFL after the break. Okay, here is the NFL portion of the show with a little bit of fantasy football, at least from my point of view, of what Yahoo had to say. So, actually, let's go ahead and say who won this week. That would that is going to be Shane Aber, 115 points for week one. I and Tyler came in second place with 95 points. And spoiler alert, uh, Jennifer, once again from Tyler and Shane, asked if I could, you know, help out. So I gave Jennifer 95 points as well, a good starting point. So what she does with week two in the NFL is going to be totally on her. The games that transpired, boy, we are all lucky. All three of us, well, well, yeah, for just for the graphic, for the three of us, Tyler, Shane, and I, thank goodness Tampa Bay came back to beat Dallas. That was a great game. The Baltimore and Las Vegas game was also a good game, but more on that later. So, Shane, the 
one of the main reasons that Shane was in first place was because he chose Houston when Tyler and I chose Jacksonville, and he chose Cincinnati when Tyler and I chose Minnesota. I remember saying that I thought Minnesota was a better team at this point in the season compared to Cincinnati, and I thought Shane was being a homer because Joe Burrow went there, or Joe Burrow attended LSU, so that's why I thought he's being a homer. Shane, I'm going to eat my words. That was a good pick. Um, Seattle and Indianapolis, we all got that game. The Chargers and the Washington football team, we all got that game correct. The Jets and Carolina, we all got that game correct. Yeah, so like I said, uh, Minnesota and Cincinnati, yes, Shane, you got that. Now, we all struck out and missed with Arizona and Tennessee and Buffalo and Pittsburgh. I I don't know what to say. Uh, As far as fantasy goes, I'm glad I had, oh gosh, DeAndre Hopkins. But I wish he hadn't gone off like he did. But, I mean, it's only the first game. Titans can bounce back. San Francisco and Detroit. I'm kind of glad San... No, actually, I am glad San Francisco won. I had San Francisco. I was not happy with the defensive performance that they put in for fantasy because I have them on my fantasy defense. Detroit damn near won that game. They were coming back. Jared Goff, I will leave my words again because I said that the Lions got younger and the Rams got older. Uh, I didn't know if Jared Goff would have picked up on the offense as quickly as he did, but uh, I mean, the second half of that game, which I actually saw up in Michigan, or while up in Michigan with my fiance and her family, I thought they were going to come back. I really did. Uh, so Shane and I both had Philadelphia. Tyler had Atlanta. Uh, what can I say there? <laughs> Kansas City, we all had Kansas City. Uh, Green Bay and New Orleans, I kind of figured that Aaron Rodgers would have been out of sync, and some people at my work have said, Oh, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he missed all of training camp or all of camp until they were going to start finding him. And he thought, oh, well, you know, money being taken out of my pocket, that's not good. I'll come to camp. So, yeah, he may be Aaron freaking Rodgers, but they got destroyed 38-3. to And I was wrong. Uh, well, I mean, I said I wasn't sure. The game was actually moved to Jacksonville, uh, Florida because of the hurricane. So Shane and I got that game correct. Shane and Tyler got the next game correct between Denver and the Giants, which I, the Giants got embarrassed at home. I I originally was going to put that game down as, ha-ha, Tyler and Shane got that game wrong, and then I went back and looked and said, oh, I'm the one that had the Giants. Boy, I'm an idiot. Oh, well. 
Next game was Miami and New England. Miami won that game, and actually, since I have Tua on my roster, I, I had him on the bench. I had Justin Her- Herbert on the, in the starting lineup. Tua had a better game statistically for my league and points-wise, so just a little... I'm just a little bone of con- yeah, bone of contention I'm kind of chewing on because I'll, I'll get to that here in a second. Chicago and the Rams. The Rams won that game. I missed out on the points. Tyler and Shane got them. However, I had the last laugh on Monday night with a hell of a crazy game. A crazy ending, anyway. Just win, baby, and that's exactly what the Las Vegas Raiders did. I, I don't know if we're ever going to see a opening Monday night football game to the season than that. And Tyler was the only person that had the correct quarterback that had the most passing yards with Patrick Mahomes. Did I? No, I do believe Shane chose Aaron Rodgers, and I had changed my pick to Russell Wilson. Um, I should have stuck with my gut and stayed with Mahomes, but I figured that Cleveland defense could have shut him down. Um, he exploded in the second half. I believe I heard that it was twenty-two to ten at halftime, or shortly before or after the half and Kansas City came roaring back so congratulations to everyone for week one for Tyler getting the quarterback correct and Shane having the most points so with that being said Shane has the honor of choosing the risk reward stipulation for week two in the NFL and that was the all-purpose yards between running backs Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, and Dalvin Cook. Um, I guess I'm not... I don't really want to say... Well, I'll, I'll give you this tidbit on the podcast. Everyone is choosing Alvin Kamara to have the most all-purpose yards. Not only running between the tackles or bouncing or bouncing it outside but also because he is great out of the backfield or at least he was for Drew Brees and now that James Winston is in control we'll see he didn't throw for a ton of yardage but the Saints still whooped that ass when it came to Green Bay so like I said that's that's a tidbit I'm going to give you for uh, week two. Everyone's chosen Alvin Kamara. So I'm not going to say who's chosen what for the NFL games. Uh, if you want to see, you can come look at the uh, page. So starting tomorrow night, or I guess I should say later on today, we have the, for week two, we have the Giants. At the Washington football team, the Thursday night game. The Patriots at the Jets. Broncos at the Jaguars. Bills at the Dolphins. 49ers at the Eagles. The Rams at the Colts. 
the Raiders at the Steelers, Bengals at Bears, the Texans at the Browns, the Saints come to Carolina at the Panthers, the Vikings and the Cardinals, Falcons and the Bucks, the Titans travel over to the Seahawks, Cowboys at the Chargers, a Sunday night football game will be the Chiefs and the Ravens. That should be a good game. And then the Lions at the Packers. So, once again, those are the games. Everyone has picked for the NFL games, unless anybody is going to come up at the last minute. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, it's Jennifer, Shane, Tyler, and myself. We've all picked. If anybody else wants to pick, you have until 8 o'clock tonight. So, get on it if you want to do it. So, all that being said, let's go to what the Yahoo Sports said about my week with uh, and fantasy. Uh, like I said, I'm not, not too happy with how it all transpired, but uh, to hell with Yahoo than the way they wanted to, they did me dirty in my opinion. Um, just the way that they typed everything. So, it starts off with offensively challenged, all gas, no breaks, defeat first and win in a 20 or 124.22 to 120.18 battle. All gas, no breaks is my brother-in-law, Montel Graves, and obviously I'm first and win. So the Yahoo goes on to say, ranking ninth in the league in points scored for the week. All gas, no breaks were fortunate to earn a victory against a foe that performed even worse, eking out a you know, 124 to 120 victory over first and win. First and win had a chance to come from behind on Sunday night. But they came up short. All gas, no breaks led 124-108 after the afternoon action in field and held on for the win despite 11 points from Tyler Higby on Sunday night for a first and win. All gas, no breaks were led by TJ Hawkinson, who caught eight passes for 97 yards and a touchdown for 25.7 points, and Dalvin Cook, who racked up 104 yards from scrimmage and ran for a touchdown, 20.4 points. All gas, no breaks, 1-0, will look to build on their success against daily, temp daily tempered dantrums, while first and win, 0-1, will face Hoop's bold team in an effort to right the ship. Uh. So, yeah. Uh, game notes. Only three of the ten starting players on all gas, no breaks, scored more than their point projections. First and win had only four of their 10 starters score higher than their projected points. First and win can partially blame the loss on Brandon Ayuk, who didn't score any points. I want to say on that, that it was kind of my fault for not, you know, setting my lineup. But when I was traveling to Michigan, you know, I was, I wasn't driving, but I was, you know, helping, uh, helping navigate and, you know, keeping... Uh, keeping my fiance, you know, engaged and you know talking to her, and you know, just not driving in silence. 
So that was kind of my fault for not setting that, but I also want to blame friggin' Garoppolo. How many times, and like I said, I mentioned, how many times did he target Debo Samuel in that game? I don't think Brandon Ayuk had a freaking look, or he was not thrown to at all. So, just throw him a couple of passes. He could have caught those, you know, done something with him. I could have won the freaking game. My goodness. But like I said, that was my fault, but damn, dude. Throw the guy a freaking bone. Throw the ball to him. All right, anyways. Let's see here. Christian McCaffrey and DeAndre Hopkins both outscored TJ Hawkinson, the leading scorer for all gas, no breaks. Each team scored below its projected point total. Yeah. This matchup included the two lowest scoring teams of the week. Ooh. The matchup's 4.04 point margin was the closest in the league this week. So basically they're saying we're like two handicapped kids fighting, more or less. Despite the loss, Christian McCaffrey, 27.7 points, recorded the highest score for a running back this week. So I guess a little bit of silver lining, a moral victory. I was the first overall pick in the draft. And I chose Christian McCaffrey because, I mean, why not, right? But, yeah, I, don't worry. Brandon Ayuk is not in the starting lineup. And in case your guy, Bully Rye, from Tap Outs and Touchdowns is listening, I'm not going to panic on him just yet. And yes, I'm giving you a quick shout out because I know you'll do tap out. Or, I'm sorry, you'll do patience or panic uh, in your segment for uh, you know tap outs and touchdowns of football version. Um, I'm also doing bully rise, uh, or I guess I should say Frick's picks. Uh, his real name's Ryan Frick, but goes by Bully Rise. So. If you haven't listened to him, like I said, I've mentioned him before in the pilot. Give the guy a listen. He's very knowledgeable. Uh, sounds a lot better on his podcast than I do on mine. Uh, very well spoken. So hopefully he'll come on uh, at some point in the season. I would love to have him on, and I'd love to be on his podcast if he decides to have me on his podcast. But yeah. Don't worry, Brandon Ayuk is not in the lineup for this week. I have done a couple of changes. Uh, Put Christian McCaffrey in the WRT spot and moved Leonard Fournette into the starting spot, which also, if I'd have started Leonard Fournette, I, I, I mean, he didn't score a ton of points, but, you know, compared to zero for Brandon Ayuk, I think... He had for my for my league eleven points. I'd have won that way as well. So I'll see what happens this week, and we'll go from there. So everyone, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I'll see you next week, or well, I'll be broadcasting next week. Hopefully, you'll leave me some feedback. Love you guys. Take care. <laughs>